Our reading this evening comes from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, and reading from verse 21 down to verse 35. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice According to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For mine eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at the things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Indeed, may God bless the reading of his word to our hearts. And as we look at it a little later on, we pray that God would help us to know more of his great love his mercy and his grace to us. Amen. Simeon was a man of outstanding quality, as well as being a man of vision. A man whose character was so uniquely linked to his personal relationship with God that God's presence just oozed out of him. Simeon lived a life before his contemporaries that showed unequivocally that God was ruling his life. His life was so firmly in the guiding hand of God that every part of him was in total adherence to the Holy Spirit's leading and prompting. Such was Simeon's life 
that the people to all uh, the people all around him gave him this wonderful accolade. Simeon's notice noticed that the difference between him and the leaders, the priests, and scribes and Pharisees, whereas their lives didn't match up to what was expected of them, his did. There was also a difference between Simeon and the people as individuals. When they compared their lives and relationship with God to what they saw in Simeon, they realized that Simeon was truly a man who was just and devout. You see, he didn't consider one day saying, look, I am a just person, I'm a devout person. The people saw in Simeon someone that was a just person and someone that was devout. They realized that there was something different in his life to what they had. And that difference was that he walked with God. God lived in him. And you know, that's what God wants of you and me, that we might walk with him, that he might live in us to guide us and to lead us. This godly man, Simeon, expressed in the way that he lived by his actions, in his speech, the way that he talked, his attitude, how he handled every situation before his fellow humans, that he belonged to God. I wonder tonight, do people around where we live, in our family, in our relationship, relations, in our friends, in our neighbours, do they see Christ living in us? Well, that's what they saw in Simeon. He didn't go around saying, look at me. They said, Simeon was someone different. Someone who was God-led and God-inspired. He revealed how a child of God should live in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And I'm sure if you're a Christian here this evening, that's what you want, to be like Jesus. We know we can't do it on our own. It's only when the power of the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and leads us and guides us that we become more like Jesus day by day. We glean from these verses that we read earlier that he didn't go around drawing attention to himself. As Jesus told his disciples and that the scribes and the Pharisees did, but rather it was the people who saw the way that he lived, spoke and thought, who gave him this accolade. He pointed people to God and the Savior. His life was a pattern of how people should live towards God. And this should be us. If we say that we are Christians, that means that we should be like Christ-like. That's what they were called Christians first in Antioch, when people saw how they lived, how they acted, how they walked about. There was a difference in them. And these people said, these people are Christ-like people, Christians. 
This could only be, a, be achieved because of Christ's love towards us and towards Simeon in particular, as we read earlier. This could only be achieved because of that tremendous love that Christ has for you. That Christ came into this world to die on the cross of Calvary for you personally. Not just for the person who's sitting next to you or there's someone next door to you or somebody down the road. He came into this world to die on the cross to save you from your sins. His love for God, Simeon's love for God, filled his whole being. There was little or no self left in him. He had such a personal relationship with God that he trusted God and he believed God's promise to him personally that he would see the long-awaited Messiah to his chosen people Israel would come true. The living God who is certainly capable of fulfilling such a promise, the faith that God had given him, he believed with his whole being would come to pass. This tremendous gift that Israel waited for, the promised one, that God through the Holy Spirit would give to him Simeon. That promise, such was the situation in Israel in Simeon's day that for over 300 years there was silence of the word of God from a prophet. Yet Simeon was given a wonderful promise. The priests, scribes, the Pharisees expected some great politician, a great political leader like King David, who would lead them to victory and out of the bondage of their earthly enemy. Yet they failed to see through God's word by his prophets, that the triumphant victory would be over the ultimate enemy of the spiritual realm, the devil himself. The Holy Spirit informed Simeon that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so being led by the Holy Spirit, Simeon came into the temple not by coincidence, not by chance, not by good fortune, but at the exact moment that Jesus is brought in by Mary and Joseph. You see, God is true to his word. There is nothing done out of time as far as God is concerned. We've been celebrating Christmas. The prophets of old had foretold several hundred and thousand years before that Christ would come and he would be born of a virgin. And it came to pass. You see, God is always true to his word. We think that people tell us, don't they? You know, oh, we can't believe that Jesus is coming again. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus left this earth. But you see, timing, as far as God is concerned, is not in our timing. It's in his perfect timing. Simon saw what the waiting nation failed to see. In this babe, the glory, the majesty, the Godhead 
bodily. He saw this babe's role in the fulfillment of the spiritual salvation of all his people. As he holds this little child, the power of the Holy Spirit bursts through this man into such praise as to be almost petrified by the sheer velocity of its meaning. Listen to what he says. Lord, you are now letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Not according to my word, according to your word. You promised that I would not die until I'd seen the Lord's Christ. For mine eyes have seen your salvation. Wow, that in itself is tremendous. Which you have prepared before the face of all people. You see, Christianity is not brought just for a few people. It's for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gift of God. That's Christmas in a nutshell. The gift of God. Tonight, have you received the gift of God? I don't know about you, but I hope you did receive some presents over Christmas. Probably wrapped up in lovely paper. They looked lovely. But until you open it, they were no good. You had to open it and enjoy what was in there. Well, this is Simeon. He's now holding the babe. He's holding the Christ. He's holding the saviour of the world. He's holding the Messiah. He's holding the chosen one. And he's saying to God, I'm now ready to go. Why? Because your promise is fulfilled. But you promised me that I would see your salvation, which you were prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Wow. You see, this man is full of the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is speaking to him. And he's telling him, look, this is what's happening. It's to everybody. Bringing salvation even to the Gentiles. Those who are outside of the Jewish faith. And the glory of your people, Israel. Wow. You know, we, we don't see and we don't hear any more about Simeon. He seems to slip in and slip out. And yet, it's so profound. Here's this man. He's totally in adherence to God, the Holy Spirit. His life is lived for God. We are not told when this promise was given to Simeon. That is not important. The promise was given. And he accepted it. He believed it. And he looked forward to it. And he received it. And so too can you receive tonight the gift of God, his son Jesus, coming and living in your life, that you might know him whom to know is life eternal. There is no difference between us and Simeon in that respect. There is a difference, because whereas he looked forward to the coming Messiah. We look back and thank God that he has come. And we look forward to his coming again. 
you know, we can learn so much from this man, Simeon. Firstly, Simeon was not always a just and a devout man. We know little about him. He is only mentioned in Luke's gospel and only in these few verses. Luke doesn't add a little intrigue into the, in this incident to the story surrounding the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Luke mentions this incident under the guiding hand of God the Holy Spirit to show us that God is real, a living God, and that he breaks into the lives of people, sometimes dramatically, sometimes not so dramatically. Next year, it'll be 120 years since we've had a revival in Wales. Longest period in our history that we haven't had a revival. Let us start praying that God would bring revival in 2024 to our land once again. He is more, capable, more than capable to bring to fruition men and women into his family. And we thank God that even tonight, people are coming into the family of God. And here's this man. He walks into the temple at the exact time that Christ is brought in. Not a second too soon and not a second too late. Why? Because he's under the complete control of God the Holy Spirit. And God the Holy Spirit says, go to the temple. And he goes. See, are we, to, are we willing to listen to God and allow God the Holy Spirit to work upon our lives and in our lives and to lead us into that closer walk and closer relationship with him? God changed this man out of all recognition. And such was the change that people took note of him, or rather, what God had done into him. So it is with us. We cannot change ourselves. God can, and he will do it, as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us, that our minds might be open to the things of God, that the word of God becomes real and alive to us. Has Christ changed your life? Has there been a time when you rejected him, you turned your back, you said, well, it's for older people, it's, it's not for young people? Christ can and will change your life if you allow him to come into your life. Secondly, Simeon, God gave him faith. You see, he didn't get up one morning and said, I know I'm going to believe in God. God opened his eyes to see, his ears to hear, and softened his stony, hard heart to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. He said, I'm ready to go. I've seen your salvation. This is that babe. The babe hasn't spoken a word yet. And yet, here is, uh, is, is Simeon saying that I've see, eyes have seen your salvation. Christ, this bundle of flesh that he picks up, he's probably about eight to ten days old. And he says, Lord, I've now seen your salvation. Tonight, 
Have you seen the salvation of God? Do you know the power of God in your life? You need to, because we don't know if we will see tomorrow. We don't know if we'll see six months' time or even a 12-month. But to know him is to know that we are in his hand, and whatever happens, he is in control. He was in control of Simeon's life to the full. Gave him faith to believe God's word. And that's what we have. Faith to trust that this book is God's holy word. And everything in it, God has brought about that he might bring us to Christ. To point to the Savior. Who not only came into this world to just be a babe. Or just to be a good living person. Or to be a good teacher. Or to be a miracle worker even. But that he might come into this world to die on a cross at Calvary to save us from our sins. God's word today is true as it's ever been. And everyone who believes in him, Christ gives eternal life. Life to live for all ways with him. Do you have this faith in you to trust in what Jesus has done for you on that cross at Calvary? Simeon did. I've seen your salvation. And babe hasn't even spoken. He hasn't done much. Probably cried, been fed. But that's all. Simeon was filled with the Holy Spirit. His life knew more meaning now than it ever knew before the Holy Spirit came into his life. The Holy Spirit guided him and led him into all truth to believe God, to trust God's word. That God told him, you are not going to die until you see the Messiah. And he believed it. He trusted in it. He walked in it. And then he saw. Have you seen the Savior? Have you come to know him as your Lord and Savior? The Holy Spirit came and dwelt in him. And the whole God, Jesus said to his disciples before he left uh, the scene of time. In John's Gospel, in that uh, wonderful chapter six, 14 of John's Gospel. And this is what he says there. Listen to these tremendous words of Jesus. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper that he may abide in you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then in chapter 16 of John's Gospel, verses 7 and 13, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. <coughs> However, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. 
for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. And Simeon obeyed the Holy Spirit's call upon his life. He accepted what God had told him, believed it, and said, yes, I'll go to the temple. Could you imagine what it would have been like if Simeon had said, well, I don't really believe what I'm hearing. Uh, perhaps it's just something in my mind. It's just what somebody has put into my mind. I, uh, I'll stay at home. I, I'll go tomorrow. Too late. You know, people in the world will say, uh, I, I, I'll take up religion uh, another day. When, when I've got more time, I'm too, comf- uh, too concerned with the things around me at the moment. Uh, I'll come when I've got time. We don't know. There was those four young men on holiday in North Wales, 17, 18 years of age, in a moment gone into eternity. Those three young men down in the valleys here in South Wales, coming from a a funeral, crashed into a bus three into eternity. You see, we don't know the time that we depart from this world. We could be here for a hundred years. Praise God if he gives us that amount of time that we might know him more and more. But we don't know the time. You see, Simeon said, look now, Lord, I'm now ready to go. And you know, as Christians, that should be our attitude. Whatever happens, we are in God's hand. And when we're in his hand, there is nothing that can take us out of his hand. He will guide us and lead us into a closer walk and closer relationship to him. The tremendous result of Simeon's obedience to God, what they held, the Messiah, the Savior of the world in his hands. And he said, Lord, I am now ready to go. I'm now ready to go, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Do you know Christ as Savior tonight? Are you ready to leave this scene of time and know that without with a certainty that you are going to be with the Lord? Because that's what the Christian has an assurance a certainty, a guarantee that if they leave this scene of time, they will be with him for all eternity. Do your lives reflect his leading, his prompting, and his word in your hearts and in your lives? I ask you tonight, Be a Simeon. Be a man or a woman who has accepted Christ as Savior, trusted in the word of God, 
and allowed him to rule and lead you in your life. Not for your glory, but to bring glory and honor unto the Savior. Come, know him as your Lord tonight and as your Savior. Trust him, believe in him, accept him, and know for certainty that you are in his hands for all eternity. Wow. That's what Christmas is all about. This man, Simeon, tremendous person. And you know, you can be a tremendous person too because God loves you and he gave himself for you personally. Well, may God help us to become a Simeon, to trust God, to believe God, and to follow him all the days of our life. Amen.